This episode of the Dale Jr. Download comes with our heartfelt condolences to the family, friends, and fans of Jason Leffler, who lost his life in a racing accident last week. A trust fund has been established for Jason's five-year-old son, and you can make a donation right now to the Charlie Dean Leffler Discretionary Trust in care of SunTrust Bank, 232 Williamson Road, Mooresville, North Carolina, 28117. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Dale Jr. had a rocket ship in Michigan yesterday, but engine failure cost the 88 a great finish. We'll discuss it next. The Dale Jr. Download starts now. Proud buddy. Put together a really nice race. Sorry I didn't make it all the way. Yeah, we had to figure out what happened here. Yeah. Good job, guys. Y'all put together a great car. Mm. That's tough to hear, isn't it? Right there. As, uh... You're leading the race. You got a rocket ship. Feels a whole lot like last year, like Father's Day last year. Uh, but I think uh, my partner in crime here, Mike Davis, said it best. Take Batman over Superman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, at first, wouldn't it have just been cool if that was just a special effect, a smoke effect that, uh, yeah. that the movie people just put on Dale Jr.'s car, and he's like, hey, just push the smoke button. You know, Superman, we're going right. to drum up some interest. But that's not really what happened. It's is not it? what happened. But what's your what's your one year old daughter's name? Lily. Lily. Yeah. yeah. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Lily. birthday yeah. to Lily. Well, I knew it was sometime right about now. Yeah. Because obviously one year ago today, Dale Jr. won in Michigan, and you said Lily, you know, as a as a newborn infant, was saying, "What's all this junk yeah. about Dale Jr. not winning? I mean, he always wins when I'm alive." Yeah, he's won every race since I've been born. Now that Lily's <laughs> won, Lily's got to be really frustrated throwing her hat. Lily was frustrated, but we we comforted her with cake. Oh, okay. And that helped. Um, yeah, well, that was frustrating yesterday. Man, um, such a good car. You know, big tip of the hat to LaTarte and the gang for just putting a, a really good piece together. Um, man, what do you say about a motor issue? I mean, it's just it's it's tough. What can you say? And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Yeah. I know you've done uh, – you've t- talked to some people in the engine shop about what happened yesterday, but um, you're absolutely right. I mean, you go to a, one of your best tracks, if not your very best track, um, you have some – you have some issues on Saturday in practice where the car is really loose and you're, it's all over the track and you're wondering, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? And this is as practice is, is winding down and you don't have time to, to work through the changes. And as you mentioned, Saturday night, this I, 88 team did an unbelievable job at, to the point where Junior is on the track on Sunday checking out from everybody else saying this car is awesome. This car is unbelievable. I don't know what Latart did in his motorhome Saturday night, but it worked. Yeah. He, he did some number crunching. I know I heard Dell Jr. talking about it over the weekend. And come Sunday, they, they guessed right. It, it was moving forward all along. You know, I talk about the car that, you know, whether it has ambition or not, whether it looks like it wants to go places in life. That car was going places yeah. in life. Even when it wasn't leading, it was, it was clipping off positions. It was very good on uh, on long green flag runs, especially where, Absolutely. you know, once uh, restarts, uh, everybody had – gotten into order and everything uh man he was really picking up spots but it, it wasn't to be a bad day for the uh 88 team and uh dale earnhardt jr and company uh end up uh finishing the race a lot sooner than uh, everyone else did all right well let's hear well, actually i say a lot sooner than everyone else That's not not, not if you're hendrick not if you're <laughs> hendrick motorsports after uh leading 11 laps dale jr's in third behind casey kane and jimmy johnson when kane cut a tire let's hear that Low, 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 stack up, stack up, come on, no caution yet, come on, he's up against the wall there, caution's out there. Damn. 
Yeah, man. That means you'll be second to the 48 here whenever uh, we get to the caution car. Who's in turn one right now waiting? Hey, we've been, well, I mean, the, tire, the tires ain't been no problem, have they? No, they've looked great. Looked great. He was on four tires as well that last stop, so I don't know. Maybe he must have cut something. Where are they talking about that debris at? Turn one. And as you can hear there, Dale Jr.'s nervous because when the five car is, you know, leading the race, checking out, and all of a sudden he has a tire issue and goes into the wall like that, and, and you wonder, well, what's going on here? That what's, makes you nervous. What's funny about that, there's nothing's funny about that, but uh, interesting about that was that TJ had said a few laps earlier while they were green flag racing, hey, they're talking about debris, and <laughs> Dale Jr. replied, there ain't no debris out here, and then I think three or four laps later, came into the wall, and that's why you could hear in his voice the, you know, damn. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, there was debris out there. Okay. Well, and, and, and Jeff Gordon's situation had nothing to do with that. Uh, no. It was just Bobby Labonte getting into him uh, very early in the race, and, and uh, Gordon ends up 39th. And, and then there, there you have Casey Kane getting in the wall. He ends up 38th. Unfortunately, Dale Jr. Mm -hmm. was uh, quick to follow, but he did have a, a great run there for a little while out there on the, on the uh, track uh, during the same caution. The 88 team took two tires and beat Jimmy off the line to take the lead there uh, coming back to the green. So he got a great restart. He drove off for a four-second advantage. Let's hear it. Nice food shift. I'll call the green. You're the control car. Let's pace cars in. Ready. Green, green, green. All right, inside door. You're pulling him. 22 is right with you. You're going to be clear before the corner here. Keep the pin there. They're still side by side. Your mirror. You're clear. There you go, man. That was an awesome three and four. Really good three and four, bud. Car is just driving great. Three and four, bud. Three and four. There you go, bud. Those are really good corners, man. I would change them a bit. I mean, it it seemed like it was too good to be true, and it was. I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking about talk. I'm Google searching T-shirt companies to make my door bumper clear shirts for TJ. <laughs> I, I mean, you got Junior saying, "Man, this car is unbelievable." which is the greatest thing in the world you can say to Steve Letarte. You can hear how giddy he sounds, you know, like, oh, it's awesome to hear him say that. <sighs> I, I, and then I, lap I, 126 happened. Right. I mean, it's like, what do you say? Things were great. Yeah. Things were great. Junior's happy. And <laughs> Yeah. And you got a four-second lead, and then all of a sudden he says something's not right here, and they go through. They troubleshooted the whole car. Right. I mean, I mean, it was to the point where, like, the uh, passenger seat, was it reclining enough? I mean, like, I mean, they went through the whole car. You have your fog lights on. <laughs> yeah. You know, this clip you're about to hear is a, uh, is a shortened version, but this actually played out over the span of probably three, four green flag laps at least. Mm -hmm. What do you say, Taylor? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but uh, this is a condensed version of what you're about to hear. Yeah, he's, uh, he's obviously down a cylinder there, and, uh, and most of the lead lap cars had passed him before the engine completely gave way. Let's hear it. We're breaking. Oil pressure okay? I don't know what's going on. How about volts? We got volts? Yeah, we got volts. That's for, sounds like a, uh, off a cylinder. Make sure you got water pressure and oil pressure. Yeah, we got everything. Yeah, for a bunch. Gonna nurse it out then. Hopefully it makes it to the finish. Son of a bitch. I don't see anything. Give me some more options if you think of it. Stay low, go below, go low, it blew up here. Just stay as low as you can. Take it to the garage, but no reason to look at it here. I'm proud of you, buddy. Put together a really nice race. 
it's such a frustrating feeling. If you're either a fan of the 88 or if you're part of a team where you, you just have this great feeling of confidence, you've worked so hard, you have a four-second lead, and then to go through that in the span of a couple of minutes and a couple of laps, Mike, it's just it's devastating. It is, and I can assure you, however bad you at home felt and however bad we felt, the Hendrick Motorsports guys feel so much worse about that because you had, you know, you're, they generally, they love Dale Jr. over there. Let me tell you. I mean, you know, Dale Jr., that, that, that personality that he shows and what makes everybody like him, you know, all his fans like him, that's the same stuff that, the, that he gives the Hendrick Motorsports people, and it's the same reason why they love him, you know, in return. So when something like that happens, they take it so hard. And like you said earlier, I, I did t- talk to Doug Ducard over at Hendrick Motorsports, and it is just it is a sad day. Uh, this morning they've had better Mondays at Hendrick Motorsports certainly but let's let's talk about this engine thing real quick here's what we don't know as of Monday morning and that is that we're not real sure exactly what caused that engine to expire now they will know they're going to get the engine back well like you typically do and tear it down and you isolate and identify the part and they probably have a good idea but you don't know for sure until you get it back what we do know is this and this is what I want to say to the fans because a lot of people bring this up uh, especially on reaction theater what we do know is this Hendrick Motorsports outfits 10 Sprint Cup teams with motors, um, and they all receive the same specs. Now, that's where a lot of people say, oh, why does Jimmy get the better motor? Jimmy doesn't get a better motor. They all have the same specs. Here's what else we know. The spec that Dell Jr. was running yesterday was the same one he's been running recently without issue, and this is something that Doug told me this morning. I found it very interesting. So this is not something they weren't experiment, experimenting with or trying to, you know, this is a special Michigan spec. This is what he's been running recently. What we also know is that when they do have a motor failure, nobody takes it more seriously than Hendrick Motorsports. I mean, they will identify the problem, isolate the problem. If it is a part issue, and it not, and, you know, sometimes it's not. But if it is a part, they quarantine the batch of parts, and they toss the entire batch. And I'm not talking about the 88 batch. I'm talking there is no 88 or 48 batch. Right. It's the entire motor department. They toss the entire batch, trash it, replace it, and then, you know, and then uh, uh, fix their or adjust their motors, that, you know, however accordingly they need to do it. Um, so this is an issue that they take seriously. Here's what else I know. You can find who you think is the best motor builder in the world. I'll take Hendrick Motor over that person. Of course. All day long. Well, if I'm I mean, a racer, this is what we got to know. So I, I don't want people to flip out. He's happened to have two motor issues in the past, what, four races? And that is unfortunate, and nobody feels good about it. But I'm not trading my Hendrick horsepower for anything. They won six straight championships. You better believe Five it. in a row with Jimmy and one with Tony. That's right. And you know what? Dale Jr. said after, after the race, it's like it's something he can swallow because, one, he knows that this doesn't ha- – you know, it's a fluke. It doesn't happen regularly. And, two, he had a fast race car. And we've, we've talked about it on this show before. That's if, what he wants. If he has a fast race car, he can handle these fluky problems. Well, I mean, like, for example, it, it, you could hear it in his voice. He almost feels better about what happened yesterday because he had a fast race car than somehow somewhat lucking into a 10th place finish in Dover. Right. Two right. weeks ago. Right. You know, That's absolutely. He really does. But um, I'm glad you, you explained all of that and, and how, look, you all, you all get the same engines. Danica Patrick finishes 13th yesterday, one of her best finishes of the year with the same engine that Dale Earnhardt Jr. had. That's right. Casey Kane's problem, totally unrelated. Jimmy Johnson's problem, totally unrelated. Right. Jeff Gordon's problem, totally unrelated. Tony Stewart had a good finish yesterday, and Newman 
came up through the field as well. But, um, man, it is. It, it's a fluky deal. It's it, it stinks, but you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at the – if anyone wants to consider the big picture, and I know a lot of and you out hard, there right. want to write your narrative, but if you want to consider the big picture, this is the best engine shop on planet Earth. That's right. There's no doubt about that. So, just move on. That's racing. That's all we got to do. All right, there's only one snack food here at Dirty Mo Radio, and that's Dale Jr. Potato Chips. Go to DaleJRFoods.com to find a store that carries them or place an order yourself. That's DaleJrFoods.com. Off the grid. You know, Mike Davis here bust everybody's chops when they pick Dale Earnhardt Jr. Who? to win a race. Me? You, you, Michael Davis. That I don't know your middle name. Feelings. I got a heart. Man. What is your middle name? Patrick. Michael Patrick Davis bust everyone's <laughs> chops. Nevertheless, uh, a lot of people have been picking Junior, and it was a it was a good pick in Michigan. But you get mad at people when they pick Junior to win because you believe in all these superstitions. Nobody, no. However, though, you have never gotten more angry with somebody than you got with me for picking Junior earlier in the season. But then again, we're going to Sonoma next. And I'm never going to pick him in Sonoma. And you threw me under the bus the other day when we were with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Y'all listen to this. Looking forward to going to the road courses, trying to get some good finishes there. I think we're due. And, uh, you know, so it should be a good summer for us. I'm glad he brought up road oh, courses. I knew it was coming. Mm. I've been trying to tell Taylor. I can't win with you. I've been way. trying to tell Taylor that you are good on road courses, especially Watkins Glen. And, and people don't understand that. And I've sit there. I've seen you do top five and stuff. And I said he's going to win a road course before his career's over. And he looks at me like I got three heads. Now, now back me up here. I know you don't like Sears Point. Where's I know you don't like Sonoma. Yeah. But I, but Watkins Glen. I feel like we got a shot there. I think we can run good there. Um, Did you want to tell him that the other thing that you make fun of me for picking Junior all the time? So so which one is it going to be? Is it no? I don't. I don't. I don't. We're, we're superstitious, so you okay. have to understand. Thank that. you. Yeah. It's not that. It's not that I, I like that you pick Junior. It's that you are you're always wrong when you pick Junior, and okay. so I'd rather you just not pick him. So. But you, but, do, but you do want me to pick him on a road course. I just want you to just watch the race, okay. all right? <laughs> I mean, all right, so I'm going to watch the race this weekend. I don't know what you have a problem. I just, we just listened to the clip. What's, what's your problem with that? You just threw, threw me under the bus to say that I think that he stinks on road courses. Oh, no. but let me just ask you this before we move on. All right. Are you picking Dale Jr. to win in Sonoma? No. <laughs> Clearly, you saw uh, we, we were talking about Watkins Glen. Yeah. However... I think Dale Jr. can perform well at Sonoma. I've seen it. TJ said last week, I believe, how we are sitting there in the top ten, top yep. five in Sonoma a lot. Yep. And then correct typical last lap, two lap to go, people driving over their head, one bar people, uh, you know, sitting there and knock him out of the way, and that happens. But uh, I'm counting on a good road course finish for Dale Jr. this weekend. I'm not calling a win. Uh, the only thing that I want to see is Bobby Labonte nowhere near the 88. That's Jeff a- Gordon agrees with you. Yeah, I know he does. <laughs> Speed dial. You know, people are talking about how Jimmy Johnson has a 31-point lead in the cup standings right now. Like that's a big deal. <laughs> Regan says, <laughs> Regan yeah, says right. 31, huh? Yeah. yeah. How about 58? Yeah. 58-point lead. Regan Smith wins in Michigan, the nationwide race on Saturday checking out from the field, and uh, he joins us here on the Dale Jr. Download. Uh, Regan, you, you had to hold off Larson. You all had to hold off Mother Nature. What a day. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the ending there with, with with Kyle coming with a little bit of steam and, and the rain, uh, you know, misted and sprinkled for quite a bit at the end of the race there. So once I got the lead, I kept saying, I'm like, man, it's raining, it's raining. Let's just call this thing now. It's over. It's too wet. It's raining. But uh, you know, things worked out in our favor. We were able to race the whole race. And, and uh, you know, proud of all my guys with the tax player car, the uh, tax player Chevy, that we were able to get the W and, and extend the points lead, as, as you guys said. I found this very interesting, Regan. It, I, I don't remember what lap it was, but there was just rain all over the radar. I mean, it was just covered in green. And so the teams were trying to figure out, do you pit or do you not pit? And you were one of about four cars that did not pit. And Austin Dillon was another one. Austin Dillon had the lead. On the radio, Richard Childress says, what are y'all doing? And, and Austin Dillon was saying on the radio that this was one of the stupidest things they've done. That move happened to get you the track position that essentially won you the race. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely, uh, and I'm I'm surprised that they were uh, that they were that frustrated over the the decision. We we thought it was a no brainer for us based on our pit sequence, and we were looking at uh, how the race could play out um, and what was happening with the weather. Greg Greg Ives made a great call. He said, you know, stay out. Got me up front. That was the first time we had had the car up in clean air all day long, and and the car drove exactly like it did in practice at that point. And uh, you know, from that point on, I think it you know helped me get confidence back in my race car that I had this thing you know still extremely fast and and. All I have to do is, as a driver is get it to the front of the pack at some point, and, and you know, it would be tough to pass. So uh, certainly a good pit strategy and pit call um, from that standpoint. We caught, a, we caught a timely caution. We were literally coming in the lap that the caution came out, and, right. and I was able to fill the motor, save some fuel, and, and we were able to pit with the with a normal sequence and, and normal deal. So uh, things played out very well for us there. All right, so, Regan, you've given us three wins in 14 races, which is not bad. It's good. Okay, you're doing well so far. 58-point lead. Ju- you've given Junior Motorsports its first multi-win season since 2009. Okay, that's good. What does a winner of a nationwide race do on a Monday, the Monday following? What are you doing today? <laughs> we go to Chicago. We sell ice cream. This is I never thought that, that my racing career would take me to the level it's taken me to today in driving and selling ice cream off the back of an ice cream truck so this is a new one for me why are you selling ice cream on the back of a truck i guess because it's hot out and <laughs> it seems like a good idea i don't know <laughs> well uh we do know that uh because you're selling ice cream on the back of a truck on a monday in chicago we had to move the beer toast uh to tomorrow what kind of beer are you drinking uh tomorrow to celebrate a win well i'm i'm drinking any kind of beer i can get my hands on i i you know, I have a couple that I prefer, and, and if I could find a Coors Light, I'd be pretty excited about that. But uh, <laughs> That's a man, I look forward to the beer toast. It's one of the coolest things that we can do, and, and you know, I know all all the guys in the shop and myself we really enjoy doing that. Well, everybody is very, very fired up here at the race shop right now. A 58-point lead, another win for Regan Smith, and uh, here we go on to Road America. Regan, uh, enjoy uh, selling some ice cream there in Chicago with the beer toast tomorrow, and uh, we we'll look forward to talking to you again. I got, yeah, we got it all this week. We got ice cream. We got beer. I mean, what, what more could you ask for? So that's perfect. Man, we may, thanks, guys. We may even mix it together and see what comes out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> beer float. <laughs> all right. See you, Regan. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. He is the voice of NASCAR for ESPN. Now he's the, the face as well for uh, ESPN's coverage of nationwide races and cup races. You'll see him doing cup races here yeah. when they get to Indy in a few weeks. In his 28th season covering NASCAR, <laughs> Alan Alan Bestwick joins us here on the Dale Jr. Download. Hey, Alan. That makes me feel old. 
Yeah, well, I've, you've been around a while. You, you don't. If it makes you feel better, you don't look that old. You don't look no. old enough to do twenty-eight seasons in NASCAR. I started when I was twelve. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he rode his bike to the races. Uh, Alan, uh, you had a guest in the booth. You've been doing this all year for Nationwide Races, where you have some different Cup drivers that help you guys out with uh, Andy and, and Dale Jarrett during the races. And this week, it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. And I'm sure Jr. is going to be asking you to come back since his car uh, won the race there <laughs> on uh, on Saturday. But first and foremost, how'd you think uh, Junior did in the booth? I thought he did great. We had a good time. Uh, you know, he, he showed up on time, brought some energy, uh, brought some great insight. Uh, the only thing that, that bothered me, you know, I spent hours getting ready to, to do these broadcasts. And, you know, he walks in and he's right on it, right from the first second and walks right back out again. I don't have that kind of natural talent. <laughs> oh, so you're saying he doesn't really need to prepare. He just has it naturally. You can... Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he spent hours preparing for it and <laughs> studying. And, you know. But, no, it was great. We had a lot of fun. You know, Dale Jr.'s got a lot of experience in this business on, on all sides of it, and he, he offers a lot of insight on a lot of things, both from what's going on behind the wheel to what's going on, you know, in, in the owner's office. And, um and it was good to get his take on, uh, on on not only where he's at on the Sprint Cup side as a driver, but, you know, what's going on behind what he's been doing with the nationwide team, the changeover in, in uh, uh, drivers and the changeover in the crew chief situation and, and the direction of trying to pull closer together with Hendrick Motorsports and, you know, what's behind it and, and how it's going. And, and really, it, it, I think it's going a little bit ahead of schedule, to tell you the truth. Through your coverage of Nationwide Series races this year, Alan, you've seen a lot of Kyle Busch dominating wins, but on Saturday, that wasn't the case. What were your impressions of the race? I thought that uh, the, the race was a tricky one for all the drivers and all the teams, and we saw a lot more of that on Sunday. This um, this racetrack with the, the pavement that, that was put down on it for last year um, – is in a tricky state. It really didn't give up as much of the grip as people thought. And so that put these drivers and these teams right on the razor's edge, right. you know. Um, and and if you think about the Regan started way back at the pack and chipped away at getting to the front, um, the combination of all the circumstances between the – I mean, the radar just was ugly. I mean, it was ugly. And it should have been raining at that racetrack an hour before it was. It just wasn't getting to the ground. And making the strategy calls that Greg Ives had to make and the circumstances that were there, um, you know, it, they ran a perfect race. And, and, uh, and that's how they got to take home the trophy. They had a good car. Regan did a great job of driving. He had to fight with Trevor Bain and, and some of those other guys to get in position. Um, and, and they had him in position to take advantage of that. Again, Alan Beswick, who started calling races when he was 12, uh, has been our guest here on the Dale Jr. Download. Uh, Alan, uh, great to talk to you, man. Uh, hope we can visit with you again soon. Taylor, you got to be careful who you associate with there. <laughs> I know. Everybody tells me that. Thank you, Alan. Uh, uh, thanks. I don't know that I enjoy um, a situation where you have to listen to reaction theater after a race like that, but we are, I think, contractually obligated to hear it. So here we go. Here's reaction theater. There's only one thing I can say. It's heartbroken. Really thought today was going to be our day. Good job. Yeah. I'd well said. Very well said. Next. Yeah, Junior Stevie, TJ, Mike Hogg, Mike Davis. It's great to see you all in the lead today. It was awesome. 
engine issue happens, doesn't matter. We're there. Pocono, Michigan, we're there. Don't let it get to you. Let's do this thing. Go, Junior. Optimism. I like it. Except for, except for you mentioned everybody but me, but that's all right. Next. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there doing it right and doing what they're supposed to do. God bless them. But as far as the race goes, you got to be freaking kidding me. Mama said. Be Don't days, have days like, like this. That's right. Next. Where are we? Back at DEI? Two engine failures this year? I cannot believe that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When she said that, I went back and looked. Do you know how many engine failures Dale Jr. had in 2007, his last year at DEI? How many? Six. I was going to say, I mean, I remember this a lot. I remember Brickyard that year. Next. Just from a lack of education standpoint, do you think you guys could clear something up for me? Dale Jr. had been talking about the car chattering all day long, basically from the beginning of the race. Was that chattering going on? Did that have something to do with him dropping a cylinder and eventually blowing an engine? Is that something that he called and saw happening during the race? Thanks. Has nothing to do with it, no. Chattering is uh, uh, what happens to the tires, the right front tire, and it actually wasn't a big deal. It it would go away after about three or four laps. Clearly, he was fast, so... um, you know, I was talking to TJ about this last night, and TJ says, just think of it as when you're real cold and your teeth are chattering. That's what the tire's doing. Next. My tongue is still the problem. He is Dale Jr.'s kryptonite. <laughs> it's my tongue. Ever since you come back, we've had two good races. The only flaw in Superman is kryptonite, and now my tongue. <laughs> I, I just uh, since you are so superstitious, obviously, have you considered – going to Sonoma and or Kentucky uh, or let JR go to Sonoma and or Kentucky and let Hogg stay back here and do all the stuff back here in Forsville? Are, are you saying we should consider that? Well, I'm, I'm asking if you have because you're so superstitious. Uh, no, because you know what? That people would mess say, up your weekend? That would mess up my weekend. But, two, people keep forgetting the person that Mike Hogg replaced – also had a quite of a, a lengthy spell of uh, uh, that was you. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, uh, of uh, you know, yeah, non wins. I so. did ask Junior about this the other day if he thought of moving PR people around. He said, "No, Mike Davis is staying at home. He's got to grow his pickles." <laughs> Next, what does that mean? <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> it, it, it. I am sick and tired of Henrik ruining Junior's career. Mm. How come the forty-eight never blows up? This sucks. Turning this. Race off, could care less what happens now. I love her. I love her. I love she's her passion. Yeah. yeah, she's good. She's wrong. It, there is no conspiracy. And, and, yeah. and Rick Hendrick is not really yeah, yeah. Dale Jr.'s yeah. career. Think of this from a business perspective. Rick Hendrick <laughs> says, hey, let's destroy the most popular driver and cost us and, money. And ruin my credibility. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Sounds like a great idea. Next. Fucking motor. We're fucking turning to me RPM. Driving away from the field, we had to blow the fuck up. Man, that fucking sucks. Yep. Way to go, Dale Jr. TJ Majors awesome win yesterday with Regan Smith, man. Your boys had it going for you. Man, we're going to win today. Man, that fucking sucks. Does. I don't know. <laughs> that's TJ's boy right there. Yeah, that's all Tim. Uh, he, I, I cut it out. Tim, Tim he goes, you can follow me at Tim Brock 88 on Twitter. <laughs> so there you go, fans. Follow him at Tim Brock 88 for yep. more of that. Expletives included. <laughs> Next. I'm not going to dwell on the fact that the f-ing Superman car blew up while leading the d- race. 
I'm going to choose to be better than that. And let's dwell on the fact that Regan Smith and Greg Hodge has turned into one hell of a team, boys. Two wins this year, running consistent cars. Brad Sweet coming in sixth place. JRM, you boys got this thing figured out. Let's get that Tax Slayer Chevy championship and we'll all be happy. I, I amen, Dan the Junior fan. That's right. I'm there's I know how badly people want things to go well at the cup level. We all do. Yep. But let's celebrate what's going on right here at Junior Motorsports. Oh, we're going to. We got a sh- beard deal going <laughs> yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to. Good. Next. All right. So here's how the race went for Junior Nation. Lap 125, Dale, yeah. Junior's cruising, four-second lead. Lap 131, Dale, no. Keep your head up, Junior Nation. Keep your head up, 88 crew. We'll get a win sooner or later. Very level-headed. Dale, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> There are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. There's something for everybody. Go to DaleJRFoods.com right now to get yours today. Let's throw the white flag. There you go, buddy, white flag. As Taylor mentioned, Saturday's victory means we'll be doing the traditional Junior Motorsports employee beer toast. That's happening tomorrow, and Dale Jr. and Regan Smith will both be there. This Wednesday, Dale Jr. will be tire testing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. It'll be the first of two tests he'll be doing over the next eight days. And there were a couple of good, insightful media hits this past week. The first by Jeff Gluck. Now you can check out his 12 questions feature with Dale Jr. at usatoday.com. And also check out Marty Smith's sit-down interview with Jr. You saw it on all sorts of ESPN program over the weekend, but you can also see it at ESPN.com's NASCAR page. We are still looking for you to show us who your favorite driver is through your haircut. And that's just a picture, you guys. Fix your hair that showcases your favorite driver. Take a photo and upload it to the Junior Motorsports Facebook page under the contest tab. And we've got some really good prizes to give away. In the coming weeks, I will be putting out some teasers on a new podcast channel for Dirty Mo' Radio, Taylor. Very excited about this, so stay tuned. And finally, I want to wish my dad a happy Father's Day. I know it's a day later, but... Uh, happy Father's Day to Pat Davis. He's a chaplain for Hospice of Chattanooga. I am his biggest fan. Taylor, what about your dad? He's my biggest hero. I mean, he is my hero. And um, I'm forever indebted to him, learned everything from him. Very, very grateful to say that Bob is my father. And grateful uh, for Mike and Dustin, Regan and Alan. I'm Taylor. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download. For more, go to Twitter at Dirty Mo Radio. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today's your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.